Uh, we're kind of transitioning this morning in our sermon series. Uh, last week on Easter, Pastor Doug finished up our series on the way to hope, and over the last few weeks, uh, Doug had kind of led us through this journey talking about how suffering and trial uh, can build our character, build our perseverance, build us into better people if we let those things drive us to the hope that is found only in Jesus. And so we, we kind of reflected back on, on suffering and trial, and then next week we get to start looking ahead a little bit. We're starting a series on connecting. How do we connect with God? How do we connect with God's family? How do we connect with God's mission? And so I get to be kind of the transition and the bridge here today between those two series. And it's a good time to talk about transition because we're all kind of going through a transition in life right now. We've been going through this pandemic for 13 months now. Uh, it's April 11th, uh, I think March 11th, if I remember, was the, the anniversary of when everything shut down, the, the one-year anniversary of the two-week shutdown for COVID. And so we've been going through this pandemic thing for a year. Uh, it's been a time of change, a time of struggle, uh, just kind of a, a rough time and a, and a trial for uh, a lot of people, and I don't know how it's affected you personally, uh, but hopefully we're getting to the end of that. Hopefully we're, we're starting to see a light at the end of the tunnel here. Hopefully we'll be transitioning from the new normal to an actual normal here sometime soon. Uh, and so how do we transition from a time of, of struggle to hopefully a time of more peace and, and comfort, a, a better time. And I'm not going to talk about how do we transition from the pandemic and vaccines and masks and all that stuff, but spiritually, how do we transition? Because when we go through a time of, of struggle, it affects us spiritually. And uh, I'm sure for many, if not most people, we've been affected spiritually by this pandemic. So coming out of that, what do we do with that going forward? And so we're going to talk a little bit about transition, transitioning out of struggle to a better time. And so I want to look at an example of some people in the Bible that were transitioning from a tough time to what they hoped would be a better time. And so I'll open up this morning to Deuteronomy chapter 8. Uh, it's in the Old Testament near the beginning of the Bible. Uh, if you have a Bible... You can open up to Deuteronomy 8 if you have your phone and you have the, the YouVersion Bible app. Uh, remember, each week you can go into the events section. And in the uh, events section, you can find Liberty Grace and find our verses uh, for the day listed there. So we're going to be in Deuteronomy chapter 8. And before we dig into that, I just want to kind of set the stage for everybody of, of what's going on leading up to Deuteronomy chapter 8. That Israel... It was a nation, a people group. They were the people of God. Uh, sometimes today, the, the nation Israel is still around. We call them uh, Jews or Jewish people today. But the nation of Israel at one time was slaves in Egypt. And a lot of you probably know this. Uh, I'm not trying to insult your intelligence today, but make sure we're kind of all on the same page here. Israel was 
slave in Egypt. And slavery is never a good thing. And so they cried out to God that God would deliver them from this slavery. And God heard their cry. And God raised up a man named Moses to be the leader of the people of Israel and to lead them out of slavery in Egypt. And Moses went to Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and and gave that famous line, let my people go. And if you know the story, you know it wasn't easy to convince Pharaoh to let the people of Israel go. And God had to do some miraculous things, some terrible plagues that He put on the land and the people of Egypt before finally uh, the Egyptians and Pharaoh let the people of Israel go. And it's important for us to note that it was God's work and God's miraculous deliverance that led the people of Israel out of Egypt. And so they left Egypt and they went out into the wilderness. And it's actually about uh, only a few days' walk from Egypt to the promised land, the land that God had promised Israel to be their land where, where they'd establish their country. Even walking, it only takes a few days to get there but it took Israel 40 years to make that journey. And it didn't take them 40 years because they were bad with directions and kept getting lost. It took them 40 years because that was God's plan for them. They, they really struggled to trust God. They struggled to be obedient to God. And so God made them wander around for 40 years before He finally brought them into the promised land. And so they've been wondering for 40 years. An entire generation has died. All the adults that had left Egypt are are now dead. It's a a new generation that's risen up. And all this generation knows is wandering around in the wilderness. At least for all their adult life, that's all they've done. Maybe for all their life altogether, that's all they've done. And when we get to the book of Deuteronomy, the people of Israel are camped outside the promised land, getting ready to enter this land that they've been waiting to get to, that God's been promising them. And the book of Deuteronomy is a speech that Moses gives to the people right before they enter the promised land. Moses wants to prepare them for this, to to leave this time of struggling and to hopefully go to a time of more peace and prosperity. And so as we face our own leaving a time of struggle, hopefully going to a time of more peace and prosperity, there's a lot we can learn from what Moses said to the Israelites here. And so Deuteronomy chapter 8, it's a good chapter to look at because it sums up a lot of the big points that Moses is making throughout the entire book of Deuteronomy. So look at verse 1, we'll start there. This is Deuteronomy 8 verse 1. The whole commandment that I command you today, you shall be careful to do, that you may live and multiply, and go in and out and possess the land that the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. And so the first big point in Deuteronomy 8, and really Moses' probably biggest point throughout the whole speech of Deuteronomy, is to challenge the people to live in obedience to God. He says, follow the commands that God has given you. And if you read through the books of the Bible that precede Deuteronomy, uh, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, those books, God lays out very clearly for the people of Israel what He wants them to do. How they can live as individuals following God, how they can live as a nation and a society 
following God. Those books at the beginning of the Bible after Genesis and before Deuteronomy, they're really hard for us to read through if you've ever tried to read through those, Leviticus and Numbers, because there's so much detail in there of when you encounter this situation, this is how God wants you to respond. When this happens in your country, this is how God wants you to respond. God was very clear with Israel This is what I want you to do. This is the people that I want you to be. And Moses says, God has not made that a secret to you. And so when you get to the promised land, do it. Live out those commandments that God has given you. And Moses says, if you do that, then you're going to live and multiply and you're going to have prosperity in the, the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Then Moses makes them this promise. If you do what God says, it's going to go well for you. And so my first challenge for you this morning is to challenge you simply to be obedient to God and to follow God's commands. And this is really the same thing we challenge you with every Sunday morning, just in different ways. But simply to think about, are we being obedient and following the commands of God? Just like the nation of Israel, God has been clear with us who He wants us to be and what He wants us to do. Now, the books of Leviticus and and Numbers, those Old Testament books, I believe those things were specifically written for Israel to describe to them how to be a nation and society. So, So those things are specific to ancient Israel, not specific to us today. I mean, if you read some of this stuff, in those things. We don't do those things today because they were specific to ancient Israel. But even looking at those things, we can pull principles out of those things. Character of God things and and character that God wants in us from those Old Testament books that we can learn some stuff about how God wants us to live. Today we can go to the New Testament of the Bible which is written for us. And we can look at that New Testament of the Bible and there are some things in there that God very specifically says, this is who I want you to be. This is what I want you to do. God has not made it a mystery on what it is to obey and follow Him. He's laid it out for us. Now it takes some work to read it. It takes some work at times to understand it. It takes some work at times to apply it. But it's not some mystery code for us to unlock on who God wants us to be. God has laid it out for us and we need to choose to be obedient to that. And just like those laws in the Old Testament, that that promise that Moses gave to the people of Israel of of prosperity if they follow the commandments of God, I, I believe Moses here was speaking specifically to Israel. That promise was specific for them right there, if we today obey God's commandments, it doesn't mean that our life is going to be perfect. Bad times still happen. Life is still life. But I will promise you this morning, if you are obedient to God, if you do things the way God has designed them to be done, it is going to save you from some pain and struggle and suffering in life. It might not make your life perfect. It might not make you as prosperous as 
uh, our, our American society says prosperity should be, but it will be better for you. It will save you from some struggle and from some suffering. So that there is a promise there for our life today. And even more important than that, it, it honors the God who loves us when we're obedient to Him. So my first challenge for you today is, is simply that. Whether we're going through good times or bad times, or we're in some transition time, we simply need to see what God has told us to do and be obedient to that. Now, if you've been a Christian for very long, and if you've been trying to follow God for very long, you know and you understand that to be obedient to God is a hard thing to do. Again, if you've been a Christian for long, I'm sure you've heard a sermon on Sunday morning, or you've read something on your own, and you've been challenged by God, okay, God, I need to do this differently in my life. And maybe you went and you tried to do that and you did well for a week or two and then you, you fell back into old routines and then you, you had to refocus and, and do well for a time again. It, it's hard for us to be obedient. And thankfully we have the Holy Spirit today to help us with that. That's a different talk for a different day. Uh, but also in this passage in Deuteronomy 8, Moses is going to give some advice for the people of Israel and some things we can apply today to help us to be more obedient to God. Help us to continue to serve and honor God. So let's look at this advice that Moses gives to the people of Israel. Uh, verse 2 of Deuteronomy 8. Moses says there, And you shall remember the whole way that the Lord your God has led you these forty years in the wilderness that He might humble you, testing you to know what is in your heart, whether you keep His commandments or not. And He humbled you and let you hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know, didn't know uh, nor did your fathers know, that He might make you know that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Your clothing did not wear out on you and your feet did not swell these forty years. Know then in your heart, that as a man disciplines his son, the Lord your God disciplines you. And so the first piece of advice that Moses gives to the people of Israel is he says, remember what you've been through. Remember your struggle. And in remembering it, take notice of what God taught you. Again, they had just finished 40 years wandering in the wilderness, and Moses reminds them that that whole 40 years, God was with you through all of that. That that wandering in the wilderness was not outside God's plan. Remember what I said earlier, they didn't wander for 40 years because they were bad with directions. They wandered for 40 years because that was God's plan. And God was working through that, and God was with them, and God was doing something. And I, I don't know about you, but that was a, a piece, a part of the encouragement that I kept holding on to through all the, the pandemic stuff. Right? I heard that from multiple places. Remember, God is in control. Remember, God is working through this. And that's a, a piece of encouragement we've probably held on to throughout the pandemic, throughout a lot of tough times in our life. That when COVID hit last March, God wasn't up in heaven going, oh, 
COVID, ooh, this is new. Uh, man, what am I going to do with this? Right? God knew this was going to happen. This was part of His plan, and God has been working all the way through this. And we hold on to that for encouragement, but we also need to remember that to look back and take notice, okay, if this was God's plan, if God is working through this, then there's something He wanted to teach me through this time. There's something that He wanted me to learn. And I don't know about you, but a lot of times when I get through a tough time in life, my first initial reaction is to go, whew, I'm glad that's over. Let's move on and have some fun. But Moses reminds us, when you get through that tough time, remember and take notice of what God was trying to teach you. And Moses lays out some things that God was trying to teach Israel in the wilderness. He says that God wanted to humble you. They were in in the wilderness. They they had nothing uh, that they normally would have. They had to totally rely on God for everything. God was trying to humble them. God was trying to show them that He was their provider. When you're wandering around in the wilderness, there weren't any sheets out there in the wilderness to stop and grab some food. They didn't even have fields to grow their own food. Every day they had to rely on God to bring them manna. There's a pretty awesome verse in there. I don't know if you caught it, but it says, for 40 years their shoes didn't wear out. Think about that. They walked around in the wilderness for 40 years and their shoes didn't wear out. I bought a pair of sneakers like two years ago to wear for walking and hiking, and those shoes are already filled with holes. I need to buy new ones this summer. For 40 years, they walked around and their shoes didn't wear out. God was trying to teach them, I'm your provider. God was trying to show them that life is about more than stuff. Again, they're wandering around in the wilderness. All they have is what they could drag along with them but yet life went on. I'm sure they had lots of tough times, but they probably had some joyful times in the wilderness just being together. They had to learn discipline and correction. That last verse I read, that a part, a piece of this was that God was disciplining them like a parent disciplines their child. That God needed to show them that some of the stuff they were doing was wrong and correct them and show them the right things to do. And so Moses lays out some specific things that the people of Israel were to learn through that time of suffering and struggle. And so I challenge you, take some time to reflect back on this past year and what is it that God was trying to teach you this past year. Through this time of struggle, what did God want you to learn? Take some time to reflect on that. Right? Not right now, because i still got more stuff to tell you, but later on, take some time to reflect on that. See what God wanted you to learn. Maybe some of what God wanted you to learn was similar to what Israel was supposed to learn in the wilderness. Maybe God wanted to use this year to humble you. That was a big piece of it for me personally. Uh, Maybe you thought, I I got this life thing figured out. I got everything lined up. I I got my life exactly where I I want it, where it needs to be. And then the pandemic just threw everything up in the air. 
A lot of the stuff maybe you counted on and you had banked on was, was just all over the place. And God just wanted to humble you. Maybe God wanted to show you that He was your provider. I don't know how the pandemic affected you guys financially, but for a, a lot of people it was tough financially. And you had to rely on God. And even if it didn't actually affect you financially, it probably made you at least think about your finances. Because there was always that thought in the back of our minds, if this really goes south, what's going to happen with my job? What's going to happen with the money I have in the bank or my investments or all those types of things? Maybe it was a time where God wanted you to stop and think that He is really your provider. He is the one that gives you your needs day in and day out. Maybe God wanted you to learn that life is about more than stuff. Again, this was another thing that God wanted to teach me. Uh, I shared this uh, last spring, I, I think, but I, I moved right before uh, the pandemic. Like literally a week before the shutdown, I moved to a new house. And one of the things I was really excited about in my new house is it, it had this room in the basement that was going to be my man cave. And if you don't know, I, I love sports. So I'm moving there, it's March, I'm getting a man cave, I'm like, man, I, I'm going to have some guys over, we can watch March Madness, uh, baseball season starting, I love baseball, I can sit down there and watch the Pirates lose, because that's about all you can do when you're a Pirates fan. But I'm like, man, I got this man cave, sports, it's going to be awesome, shut down, sports is gone. I'm like, man. What am I going to do with this man cave now? Like, watch HGTV or something down there? I don't know. Right? But sports was a big thing for me, and to have that shut down for a couple months was something where God wanted to teach me, okay, there's some more important things you need to focus on in life. And that's still a lesson God's trying to, to teach me. Life is about more than just stuff. Or maybe for some of us, God wanted to discipline and correct us during the pandemic. Maybe there was some aspect of discipline, something that, that you've been doing that God's saying, I, I don't want you to do that anymore. You need to stop that. And, and I'm going to put you through a little bit of pain here to show you that and correct you and to, to put you back on the right path. And so think and reflect, what was God trying to teach me through the pandemic? Maybe it was one of those things, maybe it was something totally different. And so we reflect back on our suffering, but then we also need to go forward, out of it, hopefully into a better time. And look at the advice that Moses gives for that. Jump down to verse 11. Moses says there, Take care lest you forget the Lord your God by not keeping His commandments and His rules and His statutes, which I command you today. Lest when you have eaten and are full and have built good houses and live in them, and when your herds and flocks multiply and your silver and gold is multiplied, and all that you have is multiplied, then your heart be lifted up and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. And then jump down to verse 17. Beware, lest you say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have gotten me this wealth. The second piece of advice Moses gives is when you get back to a better time, don't forget 
what God has taught you. When things get better again, don't forget what you learned when things were hard. A lot of times when things are hard, we go to God because we have nowhere else to go. And then when things are good again, we get to be like what Moses said here and say, oh, look what I've done. Things are good. I'm just going to enjoy my stuff again. And we turn back to selfishness and inwardness and we forget the things that God has taught us. And so my big challenge for you is as things open up, as things get better again, as maybe your life gets back to, to normalcy, don't forget what you learned in the pandemic. Don't forget what you learned in this struggle. Don't just turn back to what you were before, but be who God has been making you into through your struggle and through the tough times. How are you going to take what you learned and apply it going forward? And let me give you one example of this to, to kind of illustrate this this morning. And this may or may not apply to you, but, but hopefully it gives you understanding of what I'm talking about here. One of the things that we did as a church uh, back during the lockdown is that we had a, an online worship service type thing on Thursday nights. At least I think it was Thursday night. I don't know the days of the weeks counted during the shutdown at all, but I think it was Thursday night. It doesn't really matter. But we, we'd have this online worship night. We'd just have somebody playing some worship songs and you could uh, listen in and you could comment and share prayer requests and uh, share song requests and we had a, a ton of people jumping on Facebook and uh, YouTube or, or wherever and watching that and commenting. And uh, after the fact, we had a, a lot of good feedback. People saying, man, that, that, I really needed that. That really impacted me. That was so beneficial for me to stop and to take some time to worship God with other believers in the middle of the week. To just stop from the craziness of life and, and just spend some time with God in the middle of my week. Wow, that was really beneficial. And so maybe that was, if you were one of those people, maybe that was what God wanted you to learn during the pandemic. That it's a valuable thing to stop and to, to spend some time with God, to spend some time with some other believers during the week to get away from the distractions and the craziness of your life for an hour or two and just be focused on God sometime other than just Sunday morning. And a lot of people learned that and were impacted by that during the shutdown, during the pandemic. But now, the schedules are starting to fill up. Things are starting to get going again. Are those same people still willing to take that time and do that? Maybe not a, a virtual service online, but as we get more things going on here at the church again, as we get some small group stuff going, maybe some discipleship stuff going, maybe some family nights here on, on Wednesday or Thursday nights or something, if you learn during the pandemic, it is valuable to stop for a bit during the week and focus on God with other believers. Are you going to apply that now that your schedule is getting busy again. Now that things are happening again. Because it's still valuable. Maybe even more valuable now that we're busy and crazy again. 
But if you learn that lesson in that tough time, are you going to apply that in the good time? And maybe that applies to you, maybe that doesn't. But whatever it is, that lesson that God wanted you to learn, don't forget that when times get better again. And so I just want to challenge you to use this transition time well. Remember, look back, see what God did and what God wanted you to learn. Apply that now. And overall, just be obedient to who God wants you to be. Because first of all, that honors the God who loves you, the God that we celebrated last week sent His Son to die for you. But also, it's going to be better for you to do things the way God designed them to do. It's going to save you from some pain and some other suffering in life. And so we learn and we grow and we apply and we keep moving forward to be better men and women and followers of God. Let me pray for us. Lord God, Father, we thank You again for this morning. We thank You again for this Word. Lord, we thank You for tough times. And it's never uh, joyful to go through suffering and trial, Lord God, but we know You're in control. We know You're working through those things. And we know You want us to learn in them. And so help us to see what it is You want us to learn. And then help us to be able to apply that. Help us to be men and women who truly love You and honor You. The desire to do things the way You've designed them to be done, Lord God. And Father, we just pray that that would bring benefit to our life, to our society, to our community, Lord God. Just so You would be glorified and honored. And Father, we just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.